a series on Thanksgiving this whole month. And this sermon may be a little different than um, and what you think Thanksgiving might be, but it is things to remember. Remember to be thankful about everything, life and breath. And uh, sometimes it's hard to be thankful. I know, straighten your halo up. Uh, that maybe I'm just talking about me, but it's hard to be thankful sometimes because everything seems like it's all coming against you. But we serve a God that wants us to be thankful, and guess what? He moves when you get thankful. Okay? And so uh, kind of the title is, is Thanksgiving, but reminders and to remember. Uh, you need to remember. Remember is a covenant term. We live in the New Testament, not the Old. Don't go out there and get your doctrine from the Old Testament. Our doctrine comes from the New Testament. It comes from Jesus. And, and, and Jesus is a, a perfect doctrine. He is the Word of God. And everything He did and everything He said came from the Father. He said that. And so we want to get our doctrine from Him. From him and I want to remind you some things. You can go to the Old Testament and pull the promises. Because Jesus fulfilled the Old Testament and all the promises are yes and amen to us. Okay? That's good news right there. You missed a chance to shout. Maybe you don't know what promises are, but you need to get a hold of some. And so get your pen out. And if you uh, got the notes, write them down. I'm going to have you write some in the column on the right. If you look, there's some notes to make extra notes. And maybe you want to write them on your hand. Any of you? So my daughter gets in the car with a friend of hers. They're seniors in high school. And this girl had her on her dash has a big L and an R. She goes, what is that L and R for? I can't tell you. You'll laugh at me. She goes, tell me, what is that L and R for? I can't tell you. You'll make fun of me. She says, please tell me. She says, well, when I call and ask my mom for direction, she says, turn left. I know this L needs, I need to turn this away. I said, don't ever ride with that girl again. <laughs> but we need to remember and we need to know our left and our right, but we need to remember the Word of God. And what God has imparted to us, there's some things that you maybe you haven't even heard of before that I'm going to bring out today. And so then now you, it's up to you to remember these things and learn how to walk in them. Because you're going to find out that Jesus has washed us and made us white as snow, but that's not enough. We just can't walk around clean and empty. We have to replace the evil that's in us. And I, I know I'm talking to me. I'm, I'm not pointing any fingers at anybody. But there is a, a sin nature on the inside of you that will always go to the negative. you got to dominate it. you got to dominate it. And so that's what we're going after today, learning to be thankful. Uh, oh, thanks is 100, 116 times in the Bible the word thanks. Give thanks is with it 73 times. Thanksgiving, give thanks. Uh, to remember something, you have to be exposed to it. And I'm going to expose some things that, that Jesus paid the price for you to have today. And so First uh, Thessalonians 5.18, in everything, give thanks. There it is right there. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Okay, if you want to know what the will of God is for you, give thanks. That is the will of God. Don't have to guess about that. Well, I'm supposed to be a doctor, a lawyer, an Indian chief. We might hit that too. But know that you're, the will of God is for you to learn to give thanks. And so uh, gratitude's an attitude. And so, uh, it's a we, and so uh, in Christ Jesus, we know that uh, we are thankful by saying and doing. 
You say it, and, and, and give is, uh, is an action part. Do. You got to do something. Do something. And so action, action, and here we go. Number one, are you all ready? All right. Get ready to write some stuff out on the side because we're going to read some scripture and break them down. Remember, the opposite of thanksgiving is complaining. <clears throat> and and uh, complaining quenches the spirit. And, you, you know, we have a, a human nature. Oh, we're just human. No, we're not. We're children of God. We're children of God. We, we had a sin nature, and it's still there, but we can dominate it. We have the power to overcome our sin nature. And, and, uh, but guess what? It'll always drift. If you're not watching, your nature will always drift to the negative. Not that y'all are negative. Well, I didn't come this side, but I'll come this side too. We always go to the negative. We're Eeyore. It's easy to be Eeyore. Yeah, it's my birthday, but nobody got me any gifts. I'm never, we're never going, it's going to rain, it rains on me. You know how Eeyore is. He's always negative. Quit it. That's not God. Now, uh, as we look at this, I'm going to explain something. The perfect example of the Christian life is the children of Israel coming out of Egypt, passing through the Red Sea, and going to the promised land. The promised land's not heaven. The promised land's salvation. And Egypt represents sin and the sin nature. Egypt represents slavery to sin. You know, if you got saved when you were young, maybe you didn't become a slave to sin like some of that, some that are older. But I've seen Christians got, you know, you can become a slave to alcohol. I mean, sin's sin. We, we rank them, but sin is sin. And some of them are just, ooh, they got bigger hooks than others, like alcohol and drugs and sex and things like that. They hook you. And you got to break that off of you. And we're not slaves to any of it. Okay? That's in Egypt. But when you left Egypt, you were delivered from sin. You were saved from sin. You passed through the Red Sea. That's baptism. And now you're going to the mountain where the presence of God's at. And he imparts some things to you. And then you're supposed to go to the promised land. And you know why I know the promised land's not heaven? Because they had to do some fighting. There's no fighting in heaven. But boy, howdy, right now we're in a fight. You're in a fight for your salvation. You've got to maintain your walk with God because everything goes, look over here. Come over here and try this. Taste and see. This is good. But God said, taste of me, I'm good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him and me. And so, so that's what God says. We've got to trust him. And we need to follow him. And as we look, the children of Israel, they came out of Egypt. You know, it was only like an 11-day walk. They spent 40 years in the desert for a reason. And so we're going to get to that reason. And, and Numbers 13, as they sent out the 12 spies, and the spies went into the land. Now, I counted them up one time, and I can't, I may be off, but when they came out of Egypt, I counted 33 or 34 miracles. And I only counted the ones that happened every day once. Because every day they had a, a, a cloud that was God that, that covered them in the desert to keep them cool. And everywhere they went, he walked with them. And then at night they had a pillar of fire. That's two. But it was every night. And then they got manna every day. I only counted that as one. Every day manna comes. And then quail came. That's, that's only counted that as one. And every day they flew down. They were fed by God. They were led by God. They had everything they needed. 
on the outside. And even in the 40 years, when they got to that, their clothes didn't even wear out. That's crazy. I can wear a pair of shoes in three months. I'm rough on shoes. Because I'll kick the door open. I'm used to having three kids and carrying diaper bag, and I'm kicking the door open and everything else. You know, you're getting everybody in the house for one of them escapes. And so, and so, so they came out of Egypt. Listen to me. They came out delivered, but they weren't delivered in here. They still had a slave mentality, a slave to sin. They had a mentality. Uh, they didn't know that God was their father. Mm-hmm. Do you really, really know that God's your father? Are you just drifting around thinking, you know, God, God never does anything good for me. He always does it for Miss Becky, but he don't do it for me. Or he always does it for this, for them, but God's never done How come he does that? Huh? That's a slave mentality. That's an orphan mentality. We have to know that we know that we know that we're the children of God. You're a child of God. If you believe in Jesus, you're a child of God. Quit letting the devil talk you out of it. You weren't just born again to be left there. Even in the natural, if your children are, we went to Jamaica on a missions trip, and we drove up to orphanages every day and, and did our, our thing, and we drove up not knowing what we were going to. We drove up, and there were 15 in-arm babies that were like four months or probably six months to nine months old. What are we going to do? I said, everybody grab a baby. But those babies weren't rocked every day. They weren't. I said, what's this one's name? Uh, let me think a minute. Their names were not called to them. I said, find out their name and call their name to them. Talk to them, love them. Man, I had one girl had three of them. And, and, and I had boys w- with me, and they had real diapers on, okay? Y'all know what real, and let me go back. They were made out of cloth, and they didn't, and they just went right, water went right through them because it wasn't water. It wasn't water. It was, you know, it was baby stuff. And our blue jeans was wet, and I said, hey, there you go. That's, that's the birth control. Anyway, anyway, I'm getting in trouble. I got to shut up. See, that's how your mouth will get you in trouble. That's how your mouth will get you in trouble by saying things, and you got to be careful because, listen, that's what this point is about is being negative. And, and you know, uh, you can go, oh, I've never cheated on my wife. I've never stole this. I've never done that. But, boy, your mouth will get you in trouble. And so let's look, let's look at Numbers 14.1. And so the, the 12 spies came back. Ten of them were negative. Two of them said, yes, we can. But after every day being fed, after every day being led, you would think God, and God took them to the promised land, that God said, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to help you. But they still couldn't get it. Because there's giants in the land. Y'all face giants every day. You don't think about it. Well, I, 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 I can't do that. I, 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 I'm not smart enough to do that. Uh, I, it's not about your smarts. It's about your confidence in God. So, verse 14:1 said, So all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron, and the whole congregation said to them, if we had only died in the land of Egypt, died of slaves, or only if we had died in this wilderness. Verse 3, why has the Lord brought us to this land to fall 
by the sword that our wives and children should become victims. Would it not have been better for us to return to Egypt? Let me, let's go back. Man, if the devil's trying to talk you back into to, to your old way of life, come on. Don't do it. And they said to one another, let's, let us collect a leader and return to Egypt. So they saw the miracles, and they, uh, uh, it wasn't enough. You know, it, why don't God do something? Why don't God help me? How come I, I don't, I've never seen a miracle? How come God don't do this? How come God don't do that? Because you're supposed to believe him to do it. You have to believe first before you see. Because if you see first, you don't believe. They saw every day, every day, every day. They saw miracles every day, and they just became numb to it. That's what well, they're supposed to think. But you're supposed to believe God. You're supposed to develop your faith. It's a gift from God, and you're supposed to grow and be strong in faith. And you're going to need faith in this life because you're going to have to fight just like they did when they went to the— but guess what? When they went to Jericho, what did they do? They marched around the city, and God took care of it to show I'm with you. You got everything else. I'm with you. It was awesome. But, boy, how many times we don't take a step because we're not sure God's with us. But we'll talk about it some more. Let's, let's look. So we have no excuses to gripe and complain because complaining really is a sin. And complaining will keep you out of the promise of God that God has for you. I know you're quiet, but listen to me. You, we have got to change our mouth and change our heart and change how we believe to enter into the things that God has for us. So people will look at you and say, what do you got? Man, you're not moved by all this. All this crazy is going on. What do you got? I got Jesus. In Numbers 14 11, listen to this. And the Lord said to Moses, how long? Will these people treat me disrespectfully and reject me? And how long will they not believe in me, despite all the miraculous signs which I have performed among them? Wow. They're disrespecting me. You ever thought about when you really don't believe God, you're really disrespecting him? You know, if you tell somebody something and you know it's true and they go, are you sure? If they keep saying you sure, it's kind of getting insulting. Because they may not know you to start off with, but once they learn your character, then it gets insulting. And God has character. Anybody does. In verse 28, so he says, So say to them, as long as I live, says the Lord, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so will I, uh, so I will do to you. Hmm. So let me ask you a question. If your heart's a garden, and your mouth and words are seeds, and you are planting, are you reaping what you are sowing? This right here, we're never going to get ahead. We're never going to make it. I'm always sick. We're a day late and a dollar short. That's just who we are. Man, we're just rude. We're gossipers. Change. God wants you to change. He didn't leave you or take you out of sin to keep you the same way. He wants you free. He wants you delivered. He said, come out from among them. Be ye separate. Be ye holy. Be different. Make this holy. Boy, this is the hardest thing to make holy. And that's our part. We're going to talk about that God's made us holy on the inside, 
That's, our, that's his character put in us when we got born again. Amen? And so, so we got to quit complaining. We complain because we think we deserve better. Uh, we really, if we get what we deserve, it's hot down there. We do deserve, but it's because of what Jesus has given. And there's a difference between being cocky and being confident. I almost brought up a couple of kids up here and asked them what their name was. And I'm going to say, you sure? Who's your mama? Who's your daddy? Are you sure? So my son was probably five years old. And, and uh, they were some neighbor kids. And, and one of them was mean as a snake. And uh, he, he burnt down two houses. He loved fire. Punched my daughter in the face, and, and I caught her in the house before she could uh, retaliate because uh, she had tore him up. And uh, she was cried mad. She was mad. and uh, But he, he, he went to my son and said, you, 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 they're not your parents. They found you on the side of the road. You know, they, they found you. They're not your real parents. They're not. He goes, oh, no, oh, no. He goes, I've got the video. They filmed me being born. I got my birthday videos. I got the video. Because when he was born, it was crew change, and there was six nurses in there. My wife caught all their kids. They pushed me in the corner, took the camera away from me, and they're having a party in there, and she's having a baby. So anyway, he goes, no, no, I got the video. We need to know who we are in Christ, okay? This is what we need to be thankful for. So let's go to number uh, number two. And I, look, this is where you're going to take notes on the side or put them in your hand or do something to remember these things. Remember to be thankful that we are chosen and accepted. You have been chosen. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath. Y'all don't know that one, so that's old. I'll tell you how old I am. He sought you and he bought you. You may have walked the aisle to give your heart to him, but it was the Holy Spirit that said, you're ready. Will you accept Jesus? Will you accept Jesus? Man, I, I heard testimony of this. A Muslim was in jail, and a man came to him, and it was Jesus. He said, you ready? I heard a testimony that, that you know, of an angel last night that uh, told, the, told the woman that, uh, or do, don't you want to have this baby? She goes, yes, I do. She was, but she was in the hospital to have an abortion, had the gown on and everything. And a woman appeared to her and said, don't you want to have this? Well, she just like, walked up to her and took her by the face and said, don't you want to have this baby? And she goes, yes, I do. And she said, I closed my eyes. She said, just for a moment. And I looked again. And she said, she didn't even have time to get to the door. Where'd she go? She goes, I kept that baby. So let's read a little bit. Ephesians 1, and we're going to read 1 through 6. And I'm going to point out some things to write down, and I'm going to have you say them with me. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. Write that to the side. Say, everybody say, blessed us. How about say, blessed me? Come on, Jesus has blessed you. Can you receive it? Well, I'll, and don't get it too, don't, people think this is humility. Oh, pastor, I, 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 I'm not, not good enough. I, you're telling me Jesus' blood's not enough? You're telling me his sacrifice is not enough? He died to bless you. He died to bless you, not just to wash away your sins, but to bless you. 
Now, 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 so he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Well, that's up in heaven. How do I get that here? It's called prayer. It's called confessing the word. It's called believing that that's mine. He said, our, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in me as it is in heaven. Wow. So I, that's where you got to know that you know that you know that God has done something for you. And then you got to pick it up. Everybody in here, I, I'm, I'm, 99% of us are Americans. It is your right to vote. If you walk up to vote and they say, I'm sorry, you can't come in, say, excuse me. And when the devil says, you can't have the things of God, you need to go, excuse me. Get thee behind me, Satan. And so with every spiritual, in verse 4, just as he has chose us. Come on, there it is again. He chose us, write that to the side, in him before the foundation of the world. That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Holy and without blame. You know who remembers the blame? We remember the blame. Psalms 103, he forgives all our sins. If you keep reading that whole, whole chapter, it says he puts our sins as far as the east is from the west. So we've been forgiven, and if you've ever repented and asked God, forgive me, I missed that. He forgives you. But you know what? You know what you did. That's the devil. That's there, 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 are, there are spirits in this room, evil spirits. But there's two angels to every evil spirit in this room, too, that are telling you this one, you need to listen. You need to listen. Verse 5, having predestinated us to adoption as sons and daughters by Christ Jesus to himself, according to to the good pleasure of his will. It is his will that you be adopted into the family of God. Jesus is the king of kings, but he's also your brother. And it is good to have your brother as a king. You got access to the king. Nobody else can go into the king but family. And you're family. Smile at somebody say, I'm family, and I know the king. Tell them you know the king. We've been adopted. See, don't get hung up on that predestination thing. See, at, at when Adam and Eve sinned, God had a plan to send Jesus. He had a plan to send Jesus. Remember, he told your seed, told the woman, your seed will bruise his head, and he'll bruise his heel. That Jesus was coming to redeem mankind. It's a different message for a different time, but let's get to verse 6, to the praise of the glory of God, that's being thankful to praise him. Uh, of his grace which he has made us accepted in the beloved you need to write i've been accepted god has accepted me now now here's the key here's the key you've been accepted because of what jesus did the covenant is not what you do it's what he did now that's good news right there because you'll never be good enough but he's good enough He's perfect. And he said, come on, join me over here on the perfect side and get behind me. And when God looks at you, he's going to see me, the perfect one, and he's not going to see your sin anymore. He's going to see you holy. He's going to see you right with him because he's going to see me first. Y'all missing that. 
God looks at Jesus and sees you. Now you're holy. You're right with God. You have right standing with God. I'm preaching better than y'all shouting. You've been accepted. You've been accepted. Thank God. Remember in the fourth grade, we were dividing up to play kickball. Well, yeah, it's like baseball with a round ball, if y'all don't know. Pick me, pick me. You think it on the inside. Don't pick me. I want to be on this side because this side looks like it's going to win. Pick me, pick me. God picks you, and he's on the winning side. You've been accepted. Come on. He's picked you. Not about it's, it's, it's about him and what he's done. We'll get to our part in a minute. Well, our part to remember. Number three, be thankful that we are redeemed. Redeemed, we've been bought with a price. Are you thankful? Jesus paid the price. Woo! Redeemed. And back in the day, they had grain stamps. They gave you at the store, and you redeemed them for stuff. Okay, let's some bring back some memories. Ephesians 1, 7. We're going to read 7 through 14. Say with me now. For in him we have redemption, that we've been redeemed, that we've been bought with a price. In him we've been bought with a price. We still not what we've done. All we do is we got to accept it, okay? And, and we've been bought with a price. Uh trying to let me get this straight uh, in just a second all right we will have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace come on his grace is wonderful which he made uh which he made to abound towards us in all wisdom and understanding when you don't think you're smart enough you're not asking for wisdom and understanding from god wisdom and understanding you need to write that down God has given you wisdom and understanding. Well, what do I need wisdom and understanding for, Pastor? Are you supposed to buy that house or not? Are you supposed to buy that car or not? Are you supposed to marry that person or not? That's when you need wisdom and understanding. So, Verse 9, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to the good pleasure which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time he might get, okay, let's just stop on verse 10 right there. This is the end times. We talked about that last week, commercial break. If you didn't get to listen to that sermon, go back and listen to it. We're not supposed to have fear. Jesus is coming back, and we're going to bounce up to heaven with him. And to be just, I mean, it's just going to be a twinkling of an eye. Will it hurt? It's so fast you ain't going to have time to hurt if it would, but it's not. So come on, put a smile on your face. I'm going to heaven. And heaven's way a lot better than here. And so verse 10, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both uh, which are in heaven and on earth and in him. Are you in him? In him we also have obtained an inheritance. Now help me remember 11 verse, so I'm going to tell the story, and remember to get back there. My wife taught school for years, 25 years, and she had this boy in her class, and this, this dude, every test made 100. But half the grade in her class was homework, and he never did any of it. I don't need to do homework. I don't have to do that. And so when the report card came, guess what? His grade was a 50. 
but I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. He's calling, he's telling, I just don't, you come up here, look at my book. You made 100 on the test. No homework, no homework, no homework, no homework. You made 100 on the test. No homework, no homework, no homework, no But I don't deserve that. Now, she could have she wiped the slate clean, and he'd had no score. I'm going somewhere with this. Your slate's been wiped clean. You've been washed in the blood. But your part is to receive the impartation that Jesus has given you these things. These things that you're chosen, these things that you're accepted. Once you find out that God accepted me and God chose me, all these feelings of, I, I don't know if I'm good enough, doesn't matter. God chose you. I'm not a very good soccer player. I'm not good enough to be on the team. It doesn't matter. Jesus was good enough, and he picked you to be on his team. You're good enough to be in his family. Quit letting the devil eat you up. It's your part not to stay empty, but to fill up on God's promise, to fill up on me that I'm chosen, that I've been redeemed. He bought me with a price. It wasn't free. And the covenant was between him and God, and I get to be a partaker of it. It's like me and Matthew, we're going to cook a big meal for everybody, and y'all get to eat it, and you don't have to do nothing but sit down and be a partaker. And that's what Peter said, be a partaker of the divine nature of God. But people just want to get saved, and they just want to float. They float around, and the devil wafts them over here and wafts them over there, and they go, I don't know why this is happening to me. Well, why don't you take a stand? You've been chosen. You've been accepted. You've been redeemed. That ain't supposed to happen. You're supposed to take authority over it. We drift around. <coughs> and then we want to say, I don't know why God's doing this to me. This is what God's done to you. What we're going through is everything God has done for you. Grab a hold of that. But it's so easy to be negative and blame somebody. She's mean to me. He's mean to me. They don't like me. Look at that look on their face. They don't like me. Man, they just had bad pizza. Come on. So verse 11, in him we've obtained an inheritance. What, 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 are you walking in your inheritance? Huh? We're supposed to walk in that inheritance right now. The things that Jesus has given us, you see, we have an inheritance. And, and, and we've been predestinated according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his good will. God has called us to be this before, before well, Jesus died on the cross 2,000 years ago. I wasn't there, but he's still my champion. I wasn't there, but I get an inheritance from it. That's what this is talking about. That we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. So verse 13, in him you trusted. Are you trusting him? After you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom you, uh, in whom also having believed, do you believe in him? Do you believe everything he's done for you is the question. Because, I mean, you know, as a friend of mine picked up a, a, a guy walking down the side of the road, picked him up hitchhiking, and he said, I'm going to witness to him. And the guy was drunk as a skunk, and so he started witnessing to him. He goes, I know Jesus. You ever met anybody like that want to preach to you when they're drunk? 
uh, let me hit them so fast that they won't know what happened, Lord. But that's, that's, that's a spirit on that person that's an alcoholic. And it's supposed to turn your stomach. Anyway, listen to what it says. You were sealed. We've got to be- know that in whom we have believed and believe in him and believe what he's done. Look, look, it says you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. The Holy Spirit drew you. The Holy Spirit came in you when you got saved. It, Jesus said you must be born again. He recreated your spirit. Made, made you like God on the inside, made you righteous and holy. But up here's not. Up here's your soul command, your memories, your thoughts. You have to make yourself remember who you are in Christ. You have to make yourself, wait a minute, that's not supposed to be happening. That's not right. I need to pray about this. I need to stop that. That's not God's character. That's not who God is. See, when you hang around your husband or your wife or your children, you know your child, what they do and how they do. Now, I kept mine on the, on, on the up and up. I knew that they were good kids, but if somebody accused them of something, I, I'm going to let it play out. I'm going to be mean. Why? Because I want them to learn that what they say is important, how they act is important, but uh, they were guilty until found in it. I'm building character in you. If I just say, the cops run this kid, uh, was chasing this kid, he drove up in the uh, up in the yard, running in the house, and the cops come in and knocked on the door, and the parents said, he's been here all night. Car smoking hot. Oh, he's been here all night. Protecting him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he, he went to jail later on. That's, that's what you're leading me to. Anyway, let's, let's get some character. Sorry. You were sealed with the Holy Spirit. Listen to me. Every one of you are sealed by the Holy Spirit. That's the assurance that we know that we're children of God. I'm a child of God. I know I'm a child of God. I'm not cocky with it, I'm not, but I know who I am. And you can't talk me out of it. It's just like they're trying to talk my son out of it. You're not, y'all, you're not, they're not their child. In verse 14, the Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance, until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. We can't have heaven. It's called our blessed hope. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for in Hebrews 11. Faith is how you go after things that you're dreaming for. You want a house. I want a house and a family and kids one day. So you dream for it, and you're looking for that wife or that husband, and you want a house, and that's a hope. Faith grabs a hold of it. I, what do you want in a husband? Well, I want him to be godly. I want him to be a good father. I want him to be a provider. I want him to be this. I want him to be that. Don't sell yourself short just because it hadn't happened. Okay? And, and vice versa. So, so, so hope, the only thing that we can't have in this life is heaven. It's been purchased for us, though, and we're going there. Amen? Number three. Remember to be thankful for your calling and your inheritance. Calling and inheritance. I went on inheritance too, too quick, but it's everywhere you look. It's twice in here. In Ephesians 1.15, it says, Therefore also when I heard of your faith, you know the Bible says Jesus is coming back and will he find faith on the earth? Faith is more than just believing, it's action too. 
And he said, I've heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all saints. And I do not cease to give thanks for you. Come on, that's part of being thankful, not just to God, but how about I'm thankful for you? Paul said, I'm, I give thanks for you, for your faith, for your stand in God. I give thanks for you, too, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God uh, of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. This is what we're doing today is I'm, I'm imparting to you wisdom and revelation of the knowledge of Jesus. Not just that Jesus died on the cross for your sins and that your sins can be wiped away, but that you can be a partaker of everything that God has for you. That you can know that you're called, you know you're chosen, that you have an inheritance. Hey, all these things are yours and you need to learn to grab a hold of these things. Instead of walking around defeated. God hadn't called you to be defeated. And it's not about how much money you got. It's not about what kind of car. It's on the inside right here. When this changes on the inside, the outside begins to change. You become friendly. People want to hang out with you. Not because if they want to hang out with you because you got money, well, that's a problem. Or they can dump their problems on you, that's a problem. They want to hang out with you because you're godly, and then that's what we want. And you want, you can impact your family. I have. I've impacted every boss I ever had working for a different companies or whatever because the way I lived and the way I carried myself. You carry yourself because you're a child of the king. It's a different mindset. I'm not nervous trying to get ahead. I'm not nervous hoping I did. When I walk in the room, God's with me. And I've got favor. I've told a story. I stood before a corporate, but VPs, and I'm just a redneck country boy. I've got some education, but I'm a redneck country boy. You hear how I talk. I don't like that, okay? But I walk in the room because I've done business with them, and they start coming at me, making fun, you know, laughing, because I, I have a good time wherever I go. And the guy who called the meeting said, y'all know this guy? He said, this is the one we, we do business with. We're not doing business with anybody else. I didn't even have to do a presentation. I thought, see you all later. That's how you carry yourself in business and life and everything. You want to be on the up and up. You want to have character. You want people to know you. It's relationship. Just saying. See, it's relationship with God and relationship with people. What verse we at? Verse 17, that the God of our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory may give you, may give you, may give you, may give you. All right, he's giving. Are you taking are you going to take it this morning? Wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So wisdom's being imparted daily. And this is what, look what, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. Come on, you, you ever, have you ever worked with your kids to learn how to read and all of a sudden the, 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 the cat, and then their eyes light up. They're getting it. They're getting it. They're getting it. They're starting to understand. They're starting to understand or how to tie their shoe, and they get it. Look, 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 and their eyes lit up, their faces lit up. Look, I did it, I did it, I did it. Come on, you need to get some understanding of the Word of God. The Holy Spirit will enlighten you and will help you, and, and that, that you may know the hope of His calling. Come on, what is the hope of His calling? It's a way of life, just like I said. Our way of life is that we're living for God. Our way of life is that we're living for Jesus. 
our way of life is we want to be full of the Holy Spirit, be led by the Spirit, and have his wisdom. How, you, you know what? God knows how to do math. God knows how to do uh, English. Even though, you know, Jesus didn't speak English, he spoke a different, two or three different languages probably. But God knows how to help you in every situation in life, how to pass, how to pass classes. See, so my daughter's in nursing school, and she'd call me every time when test come day. Every Friday, I got a big test. I said, did you study? I said, she goes, yes, I did, all week long. I said, then God's going to help you remember. We're going to ask him to help us remember what we have seen and heard and witnessed. Because guess what? Everything in the book's not on the test. It's what the teacher said, too. So the Holy Spirit would bring back to remembrance. The Holy Spirit would bring back to remembrance things about the Word of God. Somebody will quote a scripture and you go, you know, I've heard that before. And you can't remember when. It may have been when you were seven. The Holy Spirit imparts and enlightens us that we may know what the way of life, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Come on, the inheritance is not for Jesus. It's for the saints. You're a saint. You're a child of God. I mean, he's kind of redundant, isn't he? Going over and over because he's trying to make sure you get this. Because he's seen so many people get saved and fall away. Verse 19 is awesome. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power. Jesus' power has been imparted to us. He made it. It's his power. It's his working the power. He worked his power to give us that exceeding great power. And most of us have never stood in power for anything. We want God to do it. Come on. You know, it'd be pretty pretty rough if I, my son's uh, 32, if I was still carrying him on my hip and never taught him how to walk, it'd be kind of embarrassing, wouldn't it? And then I'm feeding him too. Boy, man. And, 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 and he's probably the smartest one we got. Don't tell the other girls, but uh, no, they were smart too. But uh, they got it from their daddy. Anyway, uh, we, God wants us to grow up. There are too many Christians in their 50s, 40s, 50s, and 60s that are two- and three-year-olds in the Spirit. He's not going to carry you. He's, and when you stand before him, we're not going to stand before him for our sin. We're going to stand before him for what we did with this word and this inheritance and this power and this calling, this way of life. Christianity is not a religion. It's a way of life. We've been called to, to, to walk this walk for Jesus and to take everybody we can with us. Okay? And so, so that's what we're going to stand before God. What did you do with what I gave you? Remember the talent, the story of the talents? He gave two to one, five to one. They're not, they're all judged equally, but it wasn't about how much they had. What'd you do with it? What'd you do with the word I gave you? What'd you do with the word I gave you? How about, did you remember, you, 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 you remember, but you didn't act on it? My goodness, exceeding great power. Verse 20, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead in Romans 8 lives in us. <coughs> Excuse me. Far above all principality, power, might, and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but the age to come. And he put all things under his feet. 
How many of you know everything's under Jesus' feet? But guess what? In the earth, it's not. But the church is supposed to put it under their feet because we're his representatives. We're his ambassadors. If something's not right, we've got to pray and quit complaining about our government and claim, complaining about our senator and complaining about our city government and complaining about what's going on here and going on there. Quit complaining and start praying and taking authority. You've been given power. Not in the realm. I can't, I'm not supposed to take dominion over you. That's crazy. You are a grown child of God, and God wants you to take dominion over your life, but also the, the state we live in and the country and to pray over the world that people get saved and changed. Come on, we're called that way our way of life is to, to, to feed the poor, but not only feed them, but give them Jesus. Come on, that, that's, 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 the, that's what God, because look, it says, he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that fills all in all. There's four places in the Bible that says we're the body of Christ. We're the body of Christ, and we're supposed to get along. Hmm? And, and where you think you are in the body of Christ, it doesn't matter. We're supposed to be walking and doing what God's called us to do, walking in his way. Let's go to number five. Let's see if we can land this airplane real quick. This is a, this, remember, remember, Thanksgiving starts with your heart. It starts with your heart. Ephesians 3. For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family of heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. Man, he's giving away stuff. Jesus has given away stuff to us. Why don't you pick it up? Why don't you run with it? To be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. The inner man's your spirit. This, this is where you're a child of God, not up here. You've got to make this get in agreement with what's going on in here. You're, you're, you're a child of God. You're a man of God. You're a woman of God. And you've got to get, get in agreement uh, that you're a child of God. Hold on. Miss Becky, how are you doing today? I'm blessed, highly favored, prosperous, healthy, miracle-working instrument of God. Now, she makes herself say that every time you ask her how she's doing, whether she feels like it or not. Because I know Becky, and I've known her for a long time, and some days she don't feel like it. And I don't feel like it either. But we don't live by feelings. We live by what the Word of God says. And it says we've been strengthened with his might on the, in the inside, we got to, okay, I can take a stand. I, I'm Superman now because I'm relying on his strength, not mine. Shoot, I'm weak. But he is in me. He is strong. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. So verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. Come on, this is a pretty strong foundation I'm standing on right here. But we're supposed to stand on the love of God. And the love of God gets us through everything. Knowing that no matter what you're going through, what kind of hell you walk through, that the love of God's for, I, God's love's got me. God's love's my foundation. And how I respond to when she's mean to me, I'm going to love her anyway. I'm going to walk in love. I, I, but I've got to, for me to walk in love, I've got to stay full. When I get empty, you might get off. Oh, I might respond wrong because I'm empty. We got to get full. 
and say, be rooted and grounded in love, verse 18, and may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the width, the length, the depth, the height, and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. Man, that's pretty good. Knowledge. Quit trying to figure out, well, I, I, I don't think I can forgive them. It ain't about your thinking. It passes knowledge. We need the love of God to consume us. The greatest revivalists, the greatest preachers of, of past talked about that they had a, 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 an encounter with God that, that was like overwhelming love. The overwhelming love of God consumed them, and it empowered them to go and preach the gospel around the world. Verse 20, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. You know what? I was asking God for some power one time. God, I need strength to do this. And I was probably in my early 20s, and I was on my knees, and I was waiting on this giant water balloon of power to fall on me out of heaven. Come, Lord, I need your help. I need your strength, Lord. I need your help. But it doesn't say that right there. Now, to him who's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we ask or think according to the power that works where? In us. I had the power in me already. I had everything. The Holy Spirit's in me. Woo! And so things, I, I, so I changed my perspective. Instead of waiting on God to do something from here, it came from in here. It rose up in me. Boldness rose up in me. Wisdom rolled, rolled up in me. How to do this and how to do that and, and what to say. Because I was sent on a journey that nobody wants to go and confront somebody trying to kill somebody. And they're a family member. Oh, Lord. But the Lord <laughs> sent me. And I said, send somebody else. I don't want to do this. Nobody else knows the power. Nobody else knows what I've given them. Nobody else is walking in it. Lord, and I stood and I asked my church to pray for me and got on my knees and I wept because I knew it was a hard task. But God helped me. God helped me and gave me bold, gave me the words to say and to confront a situation. That's the God we serve. There is nothing too hard for God. And there's nothing too hard for you because he gives you the power that works in us. See, you walk in this stuff, you, you get... You need to learn to walk in these things because you're going to face hard times. And you need to crawl in the corner and cry about it, or, or you can stand up and say, you know, I'm not going to let this happen. So, if you want to write this down, this is the last thing. We've got one more scripture. Thankful hearts are grounded in love, obedient and humble, and they take action. If you're going to be thankful to God, you've got to be grounded in love, His love, obedient, humble, and take action. And so why remember today, Colossians 2, 6, and 7, and, and we're going to close with this scripture right here. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding or overflowing in it with thanksgiving. Isn't that good? It says, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, as you were taught, abounding and overflowing or overflowing in the in, in, with thanksgiving. Will you bow your heads today? So I'm believing you to overflow with thanksgiving. You've got the whole month 
of November to, to begin to train yourself to be thankful. Every Sunday we're going to talk about being thankful. Being thankful. Being thankful. Being submitted to God. Trusting Him. You know, I, I believe the Lord had me start off with, with negativity because a lot of us get negative and we just say it, that's, that's just the way we are. That's, that's just my opinion. Your opinion will keep you out of the promised land. Maybe you need to repent of that right now. Just say, Lord, forgive me for being negative. Renew a right heart within me, David says. Lord, change my thinking today. accepted if you're a believer in here I want you to start thinking about those things that God chose you it's his will for you to walk in his ways so maybe you're here today and you've never accepted Jesus and the Holy Spirit's knocking on the door of your heart that's what the Bible says Jesus stands at the door and knocks and will you let him in will you pray and let him in you've never accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior and you want to accept him, will you lift your hand and say, pray with me, Pastor Brad, I need, I need Jesus. I always start with that to ask you, if you don't know Jesus, will you accept him? Just lift your hand. Let me pray with you. That's the action part. Could have you come to the front. I'm being easy on you. I see that hand. Anyone else? God chose you. God's called you. Maybe you're here today and you just haven't been living for God. Maybe there's things you need to repent of. Maybe you need to take a hold of who you are in Christ. Get some confidence that God's for you, that God's backing you, that God's with you. He never leaves you nor forsakes you. That His promises, yes and amen to you. If you need to, if you need to, to come back to Him, would you lift your hand today? I see your hand. I see your hand. God's all over you. I see your hand. Let's all pray this together. Say, Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Died on the cross for me. Washed me clean of my sins. And gave me gifts to live for Him. Thank you, Father, for accepting me, choosing me, walking in me. In Jesus' name, amen.